Shadows Literary License Podcast episodes. Ben Stokes here, exploring all things Collinsport, Maine, and following the likes of the Collins family, and the friends and foes, with your co-hosts, Tom Diamond, Jesse Fultz, Mickey Ray, and Keith Chalgo, Collins family, story about blood relations, literally. Welcome to the Literary License Podcast. I'm Vicki Ray, and here's Jesse, my other code host. Say hello, Jesse. Hey there. And today we have a special guest known for his poetry, writing, and acting. He's <laughs> well known for Falcon Crest, Flamingo Road, and Dark Shadows. And we have Mr. David Selby with us today. Hello, Mr. Selby. Hello. It's so nice to meet you finally. It's nice to meet you all. It really it's is. What about are you... Uh, Whereabouts are you? I'm like 30 miles north of Dallas. We have the AC on and everything. It is just brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. Hot. Jesse, hot. where are you from? Where are you? I'm where? in New York. You're in New York? Yeah. In yeah. the city? And usually we have city? our counterpart. The, the, the countryside, not the city. Now, he's ah. by Albany, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, we're like, I'm like 40 miles north of Dallas, so we're kind of got a big park out back, so we're still kind of countryfied out yeah, here. I know these places, both of them. So. Oh, awesome. I have a niece that lives in Dallas. Really? She must like the heat, too. I don't know. I'm from yeah. northern New York, so it took me, I'm still not used to it. I've been down <laughs> here 24 years. New York? Yeah, well, yeah. I... Up by, by Watertown, New York, up by Syracuse, north uh, of Syracuse. Sir, yeah, I've funny. worked in Buffalo. Yeah, lots of snow. And traveled all over New York because I lived uh, in New York for a lot of years. Oh, you did? I did not know that. I know yeah, you're from West there. Virginia. I West think you said, by God, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> West <laughs> by God, Virginia. Um, and I was just going to ask you a little about your family. Um, your father was a carpenter. Your mom yes. was born in coal mining country. Coal mining. Your daddy was a coal miner. Wow. He uh, was uh, uh, insistent. Absolutely insistent that there was no way I would go into the coal mines. So that's how you got your start in there with your education and acting? Adamant (laughs) that I wouldn't go into coal mines. She didn't much, you know, had no care what I uh, did particularly, but just so it wasn't in the mines. Yeah, yeah, I I understand because my mother pushed me into college too. She didn't want me to. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to love moms. (laughs) <laughs> but you have a bachelor's degree of science and a master's degree in theater, followed by a PhD from Southern Illinois University. That's pretty Yeah, but the first one's not in science. It's just a B, a B degree. A B uh, okay. Uh, it was in business. Uh, it was in business. Uh, just, to, you know. Uh, but I had a couple of good teachers there and a wonderful man in the theater department who was, uh, after I was there about a year, uh, I asked him, how do you become an actor? And he said, go to New York. Go to New York. That's now, what I'll say when I'm told. Stay, stay 10 years. I went to New York right away. So I, mm. about three weeks later with a, a friend of mine, uh, his daddy worked on a railroad and he arranged for the train to stop up in a little place called, I think it was Terrell or West Virginia. And uh, we hopped on. The train took us to Grand Central Station. 
I spent two days, three days in New York City, got lost in Central Park. <laughs> so did I. That's like, <laughs> it's so intimidating the first time. And then I, I, I hightailed it back to West Virginia with my tail between my legs. That's exactly but, what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't going for acting. I was just afraid to be in the city. Yeah. <laughs> but then I went, I, when I went back, I, I loved New York. I, I, I miss it, too. I really I, do. God, I love New York. And I'm yeah. missing not traveling there now, you know. Oh, because, I know. Oh. I mean, yeah, that's, you're kind of grounded like the rest of us. Yep. Well, at least we're getting <laughs> all these household projects done. I'm sure you have a uh, honey-do list, don't you? <laughs> I, I, I'm checking them off one at a time. I, <laughs> in fact, it was, uh, it, what was it? It was 9 o'clock. And uh, my wife says, don't forget, you've got to uh, Zoom at 11. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> It's not that I'm that flaky, but uh, (laughs) anyway. You did a, your dissertation was American Place Standards in New York. Is that what you did a dissertation? American Place Theater. The American Place Theater, which was run by a lovely man uh, who just passed away recently. He was my acting teacher in New York City. And his name was Wynn Handman, H-A-N-D-M-A-N. And it was called the American Place Theater. Uh, I believe it's out there on 46th between like uh, 9th and 10th or off 9th, right in there. At the, it was a church there, St. Clement. Uh, no, not, anyway, he converted it and uh, they did theater there. And then uh, eventually he moved to a new theater over on 6th Avenue that uh, the city had a thing. You build an office building, you can... You know, if you put in a theater, they get, they make compensations for you. Right. So, lo and behold, they offered that theater to win. I don't know how that came about. But anyway, the American Place Theater over there ran over there. And it was a wonderful, wonderful theater. Sounds like and Wynn's original theater. idea was to get poets and writers to write for the theater. So... Robert Lowell was there. I don't know if you know Robert Lowell. Anne Sexton, uh, right? What oh, Anne was at. Just anyway, lots of people. Um, hey. I heard you wanted to be a rock star. Did you ever try getting into music? A rock star. Do you know what I'm watching right now? Uh, I saw the first one. Echo. Have you seen Dylan's uh, um, The uh, Echo Canyon? No. It's a documentary. It's not Bob. It's his son, Jacob. Um, watch it. But this okay. one. This watch. one. Watch this one. <laughs> this is not his. This is done by, this is called just, uh, I think, Laurel Canyon. It's just two hours. You can get it through Prime Video, but you got to go on to, e- what's it called? Epics. E-P-I-X. And okay. uh, you can join for couple of weeks and pay him five dollars or whatever but um that's why jesse where'd you go there, there you is. Go. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> anyway that's what i'm watching that's what i'm watching right now i watched okay. i watched it ironically this is crazy jesse i watched it last night uh, <laughs> but i didn't see the whole thing so i'm running it tonight it's a, i think it's two episodes three episodes i don't know what but i'm gonna finish it and it's all about out here in L.A., uh, oh, God, Jesse, it brings back so much. Uh, Laurel Canyon. 
uh, connects the Valley of L.A. You know, I've been Canada, there, Horseshoe Canyon and all that. You go over Laurel Canyon, to, over to Hollywood, over to the north, you know, over there. But a lot of people lived on Laurel Canyon, up the various roads, Lookout Mountain, uh, all of these places. But so all of these singers. So last night they were talking about, was it the birds? Um yeah, and then, I don't know, there were so many of the groups that just moved up there and then right. said, hey, we need a drummer. Okay. Let's go find somebody. Hey, we need a good, <laughs> you know, we need this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we need a name. <laughs> but it's, Jesse, so you're right. Yeah, my heart, that's, if I had it to go back. <laughs> You don't, but you know what? My God, maybe it's never too late. You see? It's never yeah. too late. <laughs> you want to put a group together, Jesse? I'm with you. Absolutely. There you guys go. <laughs> you can put, and now here's this old gray haired guy. Who was that guy? Uh, oh, no. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Neil Young. Remember Neil? Do you, do you know this? I guy? would. Jesse might oh, yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Jesse Neil Young. Uh, Crosby. Stuff. David Crosby. Steals Crosby, Steals, Nash, Young. Well, anyway, Neil Young is that I can't remember. It's around the same time as Dark Shadows. You know that they were all coming. <laughs> I was there, and I so <laughs> Neil Young had sideburns too, and I didn't know whether he got them off of me or I got mine off of him. <laughs> Copy, you know these sideburns that come these mutton chops mm-hmm. and. I'm watching it last night. And I said, oh, my God, there they are. You know, the mutton chops. And there were two or three of the guys that had those uh, things. Yes, I loved that. That was a – and I came out once to do a film early on. Those, the heydays of that, you know, particular time is like 65 to 72, 70-whatever, 70 um, up in Laurel Canyon. But a friend of mine – when I came out, to, it may have been before that, because I came out just briefly, like, you know, I looked like you did then, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> My hair was done, you know. And uh, I went and I, a friend of mine was up Laurel Canyon and said, come on up for a party or just come on up. So I did. And I didn't meet anyone like that. But the next time I went back, I'm doing this film. And that time I met, uh, uh, I met Graham Nash, you know, oh, some of those you. guys, oh you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know, Michelle Legrand, you haven't, I mean, just, um, but I did. And yes, I, uh, I, uh, I wanted to be, a, I wanted to start a band. <laughs> that uh, is so cool. I didn't I know that. Guy, but it didn't go anywhere. I tried out for this rock band. And they said, God, you can, you can, you can sing. But uh, anyway, acting caught my, you know, whatever. The rest is history. Oh, yeah. So how did you get into acting? How did I get into acting? Yeah, what propelled you into that? Well, you know, that's a good question, except I was a dreamer as a kid. And I, I I lived in West Virginia. And I was thinking, okay, I didn't have any idea, Jesse, uh, uh, what I was, you know, I, I, but something was going on. I knew I was going to leave. I knew I was going to leave. I just didn't know how. 
anyway, I met this wonderful one. I was, oh, kid, age seven. I met a wonderful lady that I'm still with. She's still consented. <laughs> and she came from West Virginia. So with her pushing me, yes, you can go. So we just took off for New York. And by then I'm thinking about, oh, maybe I should find a teaching job or do a teaching job or whatever to make. She said, no, that's not what you came here for. You came here to act. And so, but there was something inside me that I knew she was right. I knew I had to do it. Uh, so I uh, went out on tour. I got a tour job with a great actor, old actor named Sam Levine. If you Google Sam Levine, he comes up. And what a rascal Sam was. And this was during, you think about the times we're going through now. Yeah. Uh, with all the, you know, with what we had, with the yeah. Floyd thing, with the, yes. the protests, righteous protests, the good protests going around the country and everything. And this was in... So when I'm back there in 67, I went on this tour. And first one, we went to Cleveland. Jim and I, they wouldn't even let us. They said, David, you got to go up to the Holiday Inn and stay there because they were rioting up in Cleveland at that time in the section. So I stayed at the Holiday Inn, and then the theater said, okay, come on out. So now I go to New York real quick, but I'm on tour and when I, we get to Detroit, that's when they said, you got to stay in, because Detroit was having trouble. But anyway, the tour went without whatever. I get back to New York, and lo and behold, I'm hanging out at the actor's studio, um, uh, and I met a guy there. He said, come on up to this agency, and I did, and I met him, and he said, hey, there's this show. Um and it's called Dark Shadows. I had no clue. <laughs> I had no clue. But anyway, they said, go down and meet this lady. So I did. She was just a casting person, not just. Her name was Marion Doherty. She was huge um, and just was important for my whole career. Anyway, Marion said, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> so she put me in a cab, put me in a cab, paid for the cab, went with me up to this producer's office. And the producer, uh, uh, creator of the show, his name was Dan Curtis. Yes. And uh, so I met Dan. And um, I uh, did a little scene with a friend of mine. And uh, uh, then he says, okay. I remember he, he was a golfer. He started the CBS golf show or something. I had to pick up golf <laughs> before I could do the scene. Then he says, all right. So they told me to come over to the studio in a couple of days. So I went to the studio. Uh, and uh, he looked at me on camera and said, uh, they gave me the job. You didn't speak for like two and a half months. I, yeah, that, was, that was probably good. 
<laughs> but you had that stare all down. You're so intimidating looking. Yeah, but that was good because people could build their own ideas of what he was about. And it gave me time to think about the character, what I want, you know, all of those things. Fantastic. Sorry, I'm just talking too much. No, that's what we want. No. I'm just no. listening to your stories to keep it going. We love it. Absolutely. Takes the pressure off us. <laughs> That's a question, Jesse. Uh, what kind of acting roles do you go for uh, mostly? What inspires you? Um, how do you how do you choose them? It all gets down to the words. Yes, what you get to say. You know, it all starts with the words. I, I mean, um, if you have a good story, you have a good script. Always go for that. You know. And that's what I always tried to do. Now, admittedly, that wasn't, you know, uh, always the case. I mean, a couple of films I did right away before I, after Dark Shadows. I mean, I, um, but in terms of plays and doing plays and all of that, and I still, to this day, I, I read that script and make sure now that it's something, you know, I want to do. And you do things for different reasons, you know. I just did, right before the pandemic hit, I went out to Chicago and did an episode of Chicago Fire. I was going to ask you about that. That looked like it was such an emotional uh, part for you. Yeah. Uh, But it was, uh, the people were wonderful. Uh, Members of the crew would come up to me and say, David, you remember when we did this film together and they'd give me a hint and I'd have to name the film. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked with some of them, a couple of them in Canada. And then, uh, and then um, right after that, I came back to L.A. And then in January, when did the pandemic get February? I would have to say March. It started March. Well, March 9th was when I got quarantined. Mm-hmm. I know that. But I was in New Orleans uh during january uh and to do a show uh again just because you was know that ncis people, huh scott was that, Bakula. N- was that ncis scott Bakula, ncis in new yeah. orleans a guy named scott back okay and anyway anyway did i hear a motorcycle that, that sounded like yeah. a motorcycle yeah. <laughs> that's not my house it's jesse's <laughs> yes i live next to the road hey that's all right Jesse. um what do you have anything you'd like to share about your film night of dark shadows from 1971 anything that i can remember well, that too. <laughs> Whatever comes handy, because everybody likes to hear about that. It was, it, was, yeah. it was a great film, I thought. Night of Dark Shadows. Well, you know, they did one before that. Right. And I thought Dark it was Shadows. a better film. Now, they found some... That film was... I got to get this right. Now, I may not, you know, but you'll be right there on me, so... I will not. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, that film, as I recall, they wanted it to play on a double bill. So in order to do that, they had to cut a lot of the film. Yes, a lot. Mm, okay. And Dan 
and the writer, Sam Hall, his wife, Sam's wife was Grayson Hall. Right. Uh, wonderful gal, terrific actress. It's a great old film with Burton she did. I think it's called Night of the Iguana. <gasps> yes. That's right, yes. With, uh, Grayson. I think Grayson, yeah. But anyway, they cut scenes. And Sam was so upset, Grayson's husband, he wrote the, that he was in tears. I mean, this, and Dan Curtis was so upset. Well, lo and behold, as far as I know, they've gone back and found the footage, got the footage, and they were going to re-edit it. Now, whether that's and re-show the, the original version because they just cut it to pieces. So whether or not that's... Uh, but anyway, that was one thing. But but that was great. We shot it up at uh, Greystone Mansion up in Terrytown, New York. Okay. And uh, it was a... It was a it was a good, you know, good shoot. We were all there and, you know. Yeah. I, that, uh, yeah. You pulled off a good uh, Quentin and, uh, what was your other, uh, Quentin and Charles Collins. Charles, we're going back right. and forth. Got <laughs> yeah. Charles Collins. Yeah. Poor Kate Jackson. <laughs> yeah, right. You were so mean to Kate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But you also had a couple roles. You had one with Barbara Streisand, Up in the Sandbox. Up the Sandbox. Up the Sandbox, yeah. Up the Sandbox, yeah. Um, Again. um, It looked funny. Yeah. It's a a lovely, it's a nice, I love the film. You're very comedic uh, in it. I like, uh, and Barbara is absolutely terrific. Yeah. and all she ever wants to do is make a good film. That's all she ever wanted to do, is make a good film. There make was one. Good, yeah. Make there was one role, sorry. Um, uh, uh, getting back to Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Was that supposed to be a comedy or just kind of turn out like that? Because you guys had a lot. Of, she seemed like she was always angry with you in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she wasn't, though. No, I know. Not in person. Not in person. Um, <laughs> no. And then, you know, uh, in, the, in, the, in the film, as I recall, now it's been a long time since I've seen this film. Maybe forever since we I saw it originally. Uh, but that film was... They did... Some scenes, I didn't go there. I think a couple of scenes in Africa, is that correct? I know so. Yeah. But it was to be, you know, it was a story about this married uh, couple. and They had a, what, a child, two children? I just, you know what I remember? I remember the merry-go-round in Central Park. <laughs> we shot on a merry-go-round, and I got the ride on the merry-go-round with my kid in front of me. That and Barbara was behind me, and there one. So that was that was uh, that was terrific. Uh, no, we had a good time, and uh, uh, in fact, I think that's when I met Graham Nash. I don't know him, but I met him. I remember meeting him simply because of Barbara. Yeah, so, so they were friendly. Yeah, they knew each other. Where they were, yeah, yeah. 
And I have to ask, because my husband will kill me, about super cops. <laughs> super cops? Yes. Who's your husband? <laughs> He's in the next room hiding. <laughs> <laughs> He's also stuck here with me for the last few months. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he good. loves you, that you, movie. You need separate rooms, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny what we all. Everybody says, "Oh God, we've been together now since March." Oh, when is this going? <laughs> I know it's just like I'm waiting for the divorce lawyers. To start. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what was that question? Super cops. Super cops. Yeah. Well, the best thing about super cops is my uh, two best things. Uh, Gordon Parks was the director, and Ron Liebman. He, yes. Was a co-star. He's great. <laughs> great. And a dear friend of mine, Pat Hingle, was in it. Dear Pat, another five, another five from West Virginia, Dukes, uh, Jim Dukas, I think. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Anyway, God, I can't believe it. I remember. And Super Cops, yeah, we shot in Brooklyn a lot. And then what happened? Weren't you doing your own stunts? Something oh, about yeah. a wrecking ball or yeah. something like yeah, that? Yeah, did my own stunts. <laughs> did our own stunts. Rode down from demolishing the house on the wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for, that's for sure. I got stomped on. Um, but one day, I let's see. One day we get a visitor. Gordon says, I see Gordon. And they say, Gordon says, they're, they're telling us we have to stop. We got to finish. So he's tearing pages out of the script. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not happy. So we go to L.A. And uh, we call us to L.A. eventually. We got to finish it. On the back lot at, I think it was MGM, trying to get it right in my head. I think it was the back lot of MGM. Yeah. Yeah, because that's right. Uh, There was a guy at the studio at that time named James Aubrey and then Bill, a guy named Belaska, Billy. Anyway, we had to go and finish it. And... So Gordon had a meeting upstairs, and Ron and I are in the sound in on the sound stage doing some looping, you know, where you're trying to make sense of what you just said uh, back in New York, and trying to how are we gonna finish this story off? So we finished it off by shooting some scenes, a couple of things on the back lot, as I recall, and Gordon was upstairs in a meeting, and so he comes down. And we said, uh, how'd it go? He said, it went all right. He says, I took a swing at him. <laughs> For real? Said, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't. There was a table between them, and he just reached across. Whether uh, whether uh, how much of that is for real, I don't know. But knowing Gordon, it could have been. But Gordon was... Absolutely terrific. I just went to an exhibit of Gordon's before the shutdown up at the Getty Center in L.A. 
and it was uh, Gordon's photographs. A lot of photographs by Gordon Parks, and nice. he was a famous Life magazine photographer. And I still have his books on my signed by Gordon. Not Hello, great. baby. Here's your book. Anyway, that was the best thing about. It Super was like Pops. a. It was a fun with, movie. It's almost like Gordon a, Parks. It seemed like it was almost a precursor to Starsky and Hutch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know why it should have gotten, you know, whatever. I wasn't the greatest New York cop, but the guys, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Hans was his name, and David Greenberg, Greenbaum, Greenberg. Uh, Hans and Greenberg. It was, it was their story on the uh, NYPD force. Right. So we went into the police station and did this or that with them. But um, but that wasn't it. It was meant to be just two guys who liked each other and were having a good time doing what they did. And it was meant to be a little funny. It was. I thought it was. <laughs> My husband loves it. He's probably going to watch it again tonight knowing that I'm talking to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one I got to you know, tune into. It is. It's a lot of fun to watch. It really is. You guys are very well suited to each other as far as comedy goes. Jesse, do you have a question? Um, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about uh, Castle Rock because I've been in, I was introduced to you um, through Dark Shadows. And then I think after that, I see you in Castle Rock and I didn't realize you were still acting and I had to check just to make sure. So how was, how was that like? <laughs> He's laughing at you, Jeff. I was dead. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, not at all. I just haven't. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, I just, yeah, I thought it was really cool because Castle Rock is is similar to Dark Shadows a little yeah. bit. Did you like that the, character? I liked that character very oh, yeah. much. I wish he would have. I don't know what did did they cancel Castle Rock? I don't know. I, I was actually wondering what was going on with that show because I, I saw season one, but there was no season two. And I don't. Oh, I think go. I tried to look into it a while. There ago. you go. Yeah. I don't know. All I know is uh, a fellow on that show who went to that show. Uh, nice history with Robert Uppendahl, his name. And uh, Robert, I came across when I was doing an episode with uh, the guy who liked. Dark Shadows, who was the starter of, uh, oh, what was the name of the show about the business guys in New York, the comedy, um, the sophisticated comedy. We shot it out here. Um, oh, my mind. Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, because it's a famous show, television show, with uh, the guys. Was John Hamm in it? Johnny. No. Anyway, uh, I did this, uh, I guess, shot on that show. You're talking about Impractical Jokers or? No, no, no. I'll have to come up with it. This is just, anyway, I, I did an episode um, on that show that Robert either wrote or was directing. And then he asked me to come up, uh, Noah Hawley. Do you know who Noah Hawley is? No, Holly created a show called Legion. Oh, that is oh, the X Men yeah. Marvel Comics. Yeah, and so uh, <clears throat> uh, 
Robert uh, asked me to come up there, you know, via, and so I met Noah, so I'd meet Noah. And so I did. And so I did like, I don't know, four or five episodes for them mm-hmm. uh, on Legion. And uh, that's that a, was that's nice. sci-fi and out of that is where uh, Jesse is. Then Robert was doing this Castle Rock show. And I said oh. to myself, oh, my God, it's clear across the country. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, it's Stephen King. Exactly. <laughs> it's Stephen King, my God. And that, you know. And it was Robert. Between Robert Uppendahl and Stephen King. So I went back. Robert directed. Uh, again, I had a great time. A good time. And I loved that. I, I liked that scene, to tell you. <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, I, it, it had some, you know, meat there. Oh, yeah. I wish they would have continued it because I really like that show, actually. But, I think some things were put on hold because of the pandemic. There's a lot of true. season finales that haven't come out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that could be what it is. Yeah. But you were also... You did. You were the first. You, you also was the first. You were one of the first men to kiss Olivia Walton <laughs> <laughs> on the Waltons. <laughs> that kind of stood out when I read that because I forgot about that. Where do you get these things? Um, I read a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Michael Lerner. Yeah. Uh, Michael and I are good friends. We did a play about four years ago together, three years ago, uh, together out here in L.A. We wanted to do another one, but it didn't work out. Um, She's terrific. And, uh, yes, on that show, uh, I had no idea. I was the first, uh, except I think Earl told me that. (laughs) <laughs> who created, you know. Well, it was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I didn't realize that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that was a... Anyway, it was a good episode. I met a lot of fine people. I knew I was going to, you know, they were... I, I wasn't surprised when I got a call because I was told at some point I was going to get a call from uh, Lorimar Productions, so I did, and that's what that was about, but wonderful. And then Earl and I, of course, went on to work together when he came back to uh, Falcon Crest. He did Falcon Crest, you know. Yeah, that was quite the series, too. You also did uh, a, a mini series uh, Behind Closed Doors. I think that was following right after Roots had, uh, yes. Yes. had been Washington on. Behind Closed Doors. And that was the second miniseries after Roots. Yes. Alex Haley's uh, Roots. Um, the best thing about, well, they were all good things. Listen, yes. the actors were terrific. We had so many fine actors on Washington Behind Closed Doors. My God. We shot in D.C. I think I may have shot in New York even. We shot in, of course, we shot out here uh, in L.A., but um, uh, that show, the best thing that came out, I mean, I don't, 
There were a lot of good things that I there was a good friend of mine and I haven't seen him in years and we became good friends then. And you know, life's go but he's still in LA. His name is Nicholas Pryor. And uh fine actor. But anyway, what came out of that was my relationship with Jason Robards. Awesome. And uh Jason was absolutely terrific. And one day I'm, uh, I happen to be back in LA and I'm in this producer's office and lo and behold, um, Jason's on the phone with his producer had just called in or Jason just called in. I get he, maybe he knew I was going to be there. I don't know what. So he said, Jason Robart's on the phone wants to talk to you. So I get on the phone and Jason says to me, David, we got to do this film. It was a film. He says, they're going to take us all over the world. <laughs> and we can take our families. There you go. <laughs> Come on, let's go. So by God, we did it. And, and that was my, uh, you know, Jason and I became good friends. In fact, I don't see it. I have a poster somewhere. We were over in Athens, Greece, and I got a poster from over there. Wow. Uh, Anyway, awesome. And that, that's why on that film, I should tell. But I went to, uh, oh my God, that brings back, you know. Uh, I'd been in, I had to go back, I had to go to San Diego or somewhere, but I came back to New York, flew out of JFK. We went to, uh, with my whole family, um, we went to London. And in London, uh, the kids all went to, we took them to, they had puppet shows. This is during Christmas. And friends of mine uh, were having a party and all of that that I got to. And then we went down to shoot our first scene at La- of this film down in Land's End. It's in Cornwall, England, down at the end of Cornwall. And who do I get to meet down there? is Sir Alec Guinness. No way. (laughs) (laughs) And Alec, you know, anyway, he did a a thing in the film. Anyway, it was lovely. We had a good time. Had a good time. Fun film. And uh, Jordan, Richard Jordan. Dear Richard, passed away a number of years ago. But he was a wonderful actor. Is that it? No, not <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Jesse to ask you something because I didn't want to hog all your time. Hey. <laughs> um, I, I, I've seen that you played Abraham Lincoln multiple times. Yes. How did you get all of those roles? <laughs> Touched by an angel, for one. Yeah, it's funny. I just did, uh, since we're all sequestered as we are, you know, during and so... Everybody, I get all these things like yours today uh, with you and Jess, but virtual, wanting me to do, hey, I got a thing about doing a virtual, you want to do a play? We're going to do this play, David. It's going to be virtual. I said, oh, my God. I said, I don't know where I'm ready for that. But uh, we're looking at it. I mean, I'm, you know, and then we're thinking about a virtual film. How do you wow. do you know? um, Anyway, so the other day, Jess, for Ford's Theater in D.C., we did a 
virtual. I, I mean, the technology was so wonderful. Uh, they had us all in our different homes, wherever we were. There were four of us. But uh, I did a play there a number of years ago called Secret- Necessary Sacrifices. And uh, Richard, uh, a man uh, named Richard Helson wrote it. He's done a number of things, of course, but he lives in Sacramento, California. And then I did the play um, in D.C., Necessary Sacrifices. It's a story about Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, and Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass was a slave who he and Lincoln made acquaintances on three or four meetings. And they got to really respect each other. They both needed each other for various reasons. And so we did the other day for all of this group, wherever they were. I mean, it was on, they put it everywhere, you know. And so we did this. And then we did, Craig Wallace and I did a scene. Craig played Frederick Douglass. Craig and I um, did a scene on, uh, read, read a scene from the play. Um, and that was just, what is today? I don't know. It was last Thursday, I think. Today's Thursday. Uh, we, just, we just did it a week ago. Uh, if it was a week ago, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, no, it was just the other day. So, um, yeah, it's it's online. You can go and look at it. But um, okay. it's not, you know, but we're going to redo. They're the ones since the theater's closed. They're talking about doing a full production of Necessary Sacrifices. In other words, we'll read it, the whole play. Okay. Uh, virtual. Um, but I do have a number of those in waiting. I mean, I have a couple of plays that are supposed to be live, you know, in theaters yeah. to do. Uh, I've worked with the writer and director before, but and he's written two other plays for us to do with a lovely actress named Joanna Miles. I don't know whether you know Joanna, but Joanna's wonderful. And um, so we're just, you know, that's what we're doing. I mean, I'm learning this. I can look up there and I see you. I see see us all up there. So anyway, yeah, I did uh, Lincoln started when I was in school. Mm. I'm from West Virginia. Before I got to New York, I, I had no money. And so out of West Virginia, I went to a school in Southern Illinois because they offered me money, an assistantship, if I would come out there. So I went out there. I was tall. There you go. And I just talked about <laughs> I was tall and Lincoln was tall. So that's where I started doing Lincoln at Illinois out in his and then lo and behold I got to visit his home up in Springfield I got to visit his childhood home I mean after they went from uh, Kentucky to Indiana over to Illinois Illinois built uh, the reconstructed village New Salem it's called and Lincoln then I stayed, we stayed in the town of Petersburg, Illinois, which is just 10 miles down the road from New Salem. And Lincoln, as a young man, surveyed the town of Petersburg, surveyed it, laid it out. So um, that's where I became acquainted. And I met several people there. Uh, by then, they were up in their, you know, years. 
but they remembered uh, uh, Lincoln's. They, there were a couple there that remembered Lincoln. Whoa! That's what this was. Nineteen sixty when sixty five. Oh, wow. Now, how they would remember Lincoln, but they remembered stories that he would tell various people. Oh, he told my parents this story, or my grandparents. <laughs> my grandparents knew Lincoln. That's how the wow. was getting all of these things, you know. That's cool, though. Little oral yeah, music. that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And the guy who wrote uh, Spoon River Anthology, um, he had lived down the street from where I stayed <coughs> with a lady. Her name was Ella Grossbowl. But um, he became a lawyer up in Chicago. But anyway, just things that come into my head that have relate to Lincoln. But then I went on and started doing, and I was um, doing various shows, Jesse, going back to your original uh, question. And I get a call one day about David, uh, two things. I'm doing dark, I'm just about to do dark shadows or just doing it. And I run into ABC Studios in New York. It is down around oh, 69th Street, 67th Street, Columbus Avenue. They had studios there. And I met a man there named Earl Wild. Earl Wild, W I L D. I don't think there's an E on it, but Earl was a great composer, the most wonderful piano player. <laughs> That's the reason, just I was, you know. And he said, David, I've got this musical I want to do on Lincoln, Young Lincoln. I want you to do it. <laughs> so lo and behold, we did this live musical uh, wow. for ABC. Uh, it was called uh, Directions. I can't remember, but it was on in the day. But we did it. We did it. We did it. It was like, it was like live theater, Jesse. It was unbelievable. But then right after that, I got the call about doing Dark Shadows and Okay. So then that's, but that's, but after that, then years later, I'm out here up in Northern California doing a thing, and I get a call from Fords. Said, David, uh, we, we'd like to sit down and meet with you. Uh, can you come to New York? Meet us there. I said, sure. So I went to San Francisco Airport, SFO, uh, flew out of San Francisco to New York literally went right to the meeting on 7th Avenue up around 54th Street. Uh, I think it was at the Sheridan Hotel up there. Met them for two of them for about, I don't know, maybe an hour. Um, and uh, I had gotten there the night before. But then right after that meeting, I went right back and hopped on the plane. And then they said, come and do this play. And they were going to reopen Ford's Theater. Mm. So the, uh, they had had to do a lot of work on it. They had never done a play on Lincoln there, where Lincoln was on the stage. So I did a play called The Heavens Are Hung in Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Young man named James Still. And James Still. And James Hill, James Hill, yeah. And um, it was uh, it was just a wonderful experience, and we did it. And uh, the play did well. 
So I go back. Ford's Theater by now is very close to my heart. I've done a lot of work there. I go back for a lot of their galas and, you know, and as I said last week, we were just doing this virtual thing. Anyway. It's kind of an emotional place, too. Yeah, and it's a, you, there's nothing more. Yeah, Jess, you walk out on that stage. Have you been to Ford's Theater? I haven't, no. Oh. I tell you, it's the most... Uh, the, I, there's a theater in Abington, Virginia called the Barter Theater. If you ever have a chance, just step into the Barter Theater and take a look at that theater. The most beautiful mid-sized theater house you'll ever see. Well, Ford's Theater is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go out on stage and you look up at the Lincoln box and it's closed off. They don't use it, you know. Very emotional. Quite special. I don't think they've ever used it ever since that day. From no. Wait. no, I guess not. Yeah. That we have to ask you about Michael Tyrone and Flamingo Road and Richard Channing from Falcon <laughs> <laughs> Have to ask you. Uh, uh, it's too bad uh, Flamingo Road didn't last a whole long, but. No, but, no, no. Flamingo yeah. Road had already been running. I would have been asked. I. I had been very fortunate to have a good friend at Lorimar Productions and Merv Adelson. And, and so they had asked me to do a number of things. Um, and I was just never able to, the schedules never work or whatever, but Flamingo Road, I was doing a play up in Boston um, with a lovely actress, Jane Alexander. And... Uh, they asked me, I got a visit, they wanted me to come out there and do it, and Jane said do it. So, Flamingo, they needed, um, they were trying to come up with a new storyline or whatever, and they did uh, for that. I guess that was just the second season. But out of, um, so I went out and did it, but it was about the people that I met. Uh, Mark Harmon. Yes. Barbara Rush. Was it Barbara Rush? Yes. What's his last name? Howard. Not Howard Keel, but um, the other. There was a lovely actor in it. God. Um, it escapes me. Anyway. Was, that was, yeah. They were a lot of fun, but I have to say, when you played Richard Channing, I didn't know if you were ever going to turn into a good guy. on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Richard Channing came about because I was finishing up Flamingo Road and uh, Earl came to see me on the set. We, we were filming up at Warner, over at Warner Brothers. And then two of the writers came in, Henry and Stevens. And one of them said to me after Earl and I talked for a while, and I think it was Henry that said, hey, we're going to see you in a few weeks. <laughs> I didn't think anything about it. So I go back to New York and uh, I get a call and it's Earl. Uh, want you to do the show, Falcon Crest. So it ended up we did it. I flew out. First trip, I flew right to Napa, California. Um, and my first scene was with Jane Wyman. I was going to say, you guys really played off each other. 
I mean, I mean, you can almost think you guys were probably the best of friends, from what I understand, off yeah. off camera. But boy, you guys really got after each other. <laughs> she was great. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind them rerunning that show, except they can't do it because it's it's a serialized. You know, you got you can't watch just one episode or whatever. I guess I don't know. Anyway, but I met a lot of wonderful people on that show. Uh, wonderful actors. Yeah, you all seem to have a lot of chemistry. Yeah. And then you finally got to be a good guy towards the end. You kind of <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> Richard <laughs> Channing Brown. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was sort always, of like uh, he was sort of like Quentin, a bit of a rogue. A little, you were. Yes, you were a horrible rogue. <laughs> yeah. but, but it always cracks me up because I remember watching Joan Rivers interview you about mm, that. That was hysterical. Yeah, no. she's, she made you juggle, <laughs> juggle airplane balls. Did I juggle? Yeah, you did. did. You, tr- you tried really hard. <laughs> but I guess you used yeah. to drive the, the stewardesses crazy on the planes yeah. or something, Funny. juggling the airplane bottles. <laughs> there was another good person. Yeah, Joe. you guys were funny. That was a great interview. It was hysterical. Yeah. But, Jesse? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, oh. Quentin's theme. Speaking of Joan, Joan Rivers. Um, Quentin's theme. <laughs> do you remember Quentin's theme? The words? Shadow, shadows of the night. We were hoping you'd sing to us. No. <laughs> if I had known, I would have memorized them or put them up in front of me. Yeah. Shadows of the night calling me to you. Haunting memories. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> But I have, you know, uh, I have the album somewhere. I have several oh. albums. I heard, saw that yeah. Andy Williams sang that song. I believe oh, it was yeah. Andy Williams. Andy Williams, a lot of people. Veronica and Teicher did it on the piano. It was Robert Colbert, Bob Colbert. Mm-hmm. Bob, uh, he was wonderful. He just recently passed, but he was a dear friend and a great composer. And when we were doing Dark Shadows, he had the ideas. Well, first he wrote the theme and they play it with a gramophone, you know. Wow. And then they put words to it. And then one day Bob comes in and says, we're going to go record this. So we did. And then I believe it was Nancy Barrett and I went into the studio and we recorded a single. It did all right. Yeah. But Quint- Quentin's theme. It was popular. Quentin's theme was in the top 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to get it out of your head, would you? You know, because we were That's watching right. Dark Shadows. Quentin loved that theme song. Wow. <laughs> he played it all the time, he did. I played it all the time. <laughs> it, it was a great tune, though. You and um, Catherine Lee Scott really pretty much had your own music because she had the music That's box true. going on with yeah. part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Catherine and I did a scene in a little independent film not too long ago. Yeah, she told us she was, oh. she's been a real busy lady. Yeah. She's got anyway. all, all kinds of stuff going on. Um, poetry, really quick about your mother's autumn. You're not going to believe this. I'm scheduled to do another 
when is it? It's, I don't know, I've got to do it, but it's about uh, a series of readings for a festival in West Virginia, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's a beautiful book. By a Zoom. So I got to do that. Yeah, here's. Um, I was going to buy it for my mother, actually. <laughs> well, for your mother? Yeah, this was about my mother. I was working when I wrote this up in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, I was doing a play. We had started it in Dallas. Um, uh, Long Day's Journey into Night with dear Ellen Burstyn. And in fact, I have a, a great photo of, of the great actor Booth that Ellen gave me. Awesome. And it's a, on my bookshelf right here. Um, anyway, um, I, 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 I want to read something. Well, oh, maybe please. I won't read. Oh, please do. Something. Um, this is called Wish I Had a Ladybug. Oh, no. Wish I Had a Waterbug. <laughs> Mother hated anything or anyone deemed unclean, intruding into her house. And bugs, even ladybugs, my jarred lightning bugs had to keep their place, especially the most reviled water bug. One water bug, like this bad boy, put her over the edge. There ensued a mad scramble and certain execution, though I escaped once and chased her through, out, and around the house, pretending I had a water bug in my hand. <laughs> once unearthing a horde of water bugs, the mad hatter emerged, screaming, pounding her shovel, yelling at dad, do something. I watched her tortured sleep, wishing I had a water bug in my hand. I know it would wake her up. That's wonderful. You really said that just was a wonderful book. But I'm gonna, uh, I just wanted to ask you um, about your shadowed past really quickly. Shadowed past, my shadow past was about, well, Dark shadows. shadows and that time it was a, it was about writing about the 60s to you know the time that was going on and what was going on today and I mean back then today 68 with Martin Luther King was assassinated Robert Kennedy was assassinated up the street from our studio on 53rd Street you there would be protests at Columbus Circle it was uh, it was the most difficult time. We touched on that earlier, but it was the most difficult time. So, but my shadow past, dark shadows, is going to follow me on out. Yes, it will. <laughs> so that's my shadow past, and one could do worse. Oh, I, I, I think it was epic. You know, you were like the the epic werewolf, especially when you know. You did your change, but I think somebody... The, we- the weapon uh, is <laughs> Alex Stevens. Alex Stevens was the, my stunt guy. And he played... Alex was the werewolf. So I would duck down behind the couch and up would come out. <laughs> <laughs> all full of hair. And Alex's man. daughter, his daughter lives in California. Uh, north, huh? Up north somewhere. Um uh, Lovely, lovely gal. Anyway, 
I really appreciate it. Um, do you well, have any future work in the pipeline before we let you go? Oh, yeah. I'm, a long list. I got a, well, I got a list. I've got two plays for sure. But I, God knows what's happened to theater, what's going to happen in theater now. It is. I, you know, how are they going to start theater back up? It is an unsettling time. How do you seat people? I, I, I don't know. Um, and I, I've got to write. I've started several, I've got a couple of projects in my computer. You know, one's a play, one's, uh, I've got to, anyway. We'll be looking. Write a book. That. Now that I, I have a lovely publisher who says, okay, that's she's great. ready for the next one. So that's always great. Um, well, we always but, be um, to see what you have coming. So yeah. We're all excited for it. Okay. We appreciate it, Mr. Selby. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Uh, you're all welcome. Yes, you. Jess, you take care of yourself. Thank um, you as well. You guys stay in touch, all right? We would love Absolutely. to hear. Not as whatever. I don't mean just. Oh, no. We'll definitely love to hear from you and see all how right. you are. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, sir. To the man that's made a difference in my world And although most men are hoes He flows on the down low Cause I never heard about him with another girl But I don't sweat it Because it's just pathetic to sweat it Get me involved in that he said, she said crowd I know there ain't nobody perfect I give props to those who deserve it And believe me y'all, he's worth it so here's to the future cause we got through the past I finally found somebody that can make me laugh <laughs> You so crazy I think I want to have your baby. army couldn't hold me back they're gonna rip it off taking their time right behind my back and i'm talking to myself at night because i can't forget oh back and forth through my mind like i'm in u.s and the message coming from my eyes is Leave it alone And if I catch it coming back my way I'm gonna serve it to you That ain't what you want to hear, but that's what I'll do. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man.